Sorry, yeah, I watched a video of a guy breaking into a cop car on, like, a busy street corner where there are, like, people dressed as superheroes and stuff like that. And the guy dressed as Superman just watching him. And I think that's kind of a... Sure. The yeah. irony in this situation is quite strong. Sure. Yeah. Wait, what there's, else? Also a guy, there's a guy as Darth Vader on the other side of the street as well. It's pretty so, surreal. Was this Halloween or was this just like... No, it's just a guy breaking into a cop car and there's just like people dressed as superheroes. You know how you get those people that dress as like uh, superheroes and stuff like that and hand out leaflets in America? Yeah. And stuff like that. Oh, okay. It's just like one of those guys. But it's Superman and he's watching a crime being committed and he's not doing anything. <laughs> sure. <laughs> It's that's just weird like, to me. It's like the worst Justice League ever. Yeah, a little bit, a <laughs> little like bit. Watching crimes happening. But at it's least, at, at least they were there. You know, that's the, that's the important thing. Good evening, Internet. Um, this is the Game Engine Start podcast for the 14th of February, uh, 2014. Have we done one? We did one this year, haven't we? Yeah, we did. Okay, cool. The Game, so, the, the game of the Year one kind of counts as this yeah, year. True. Um, so my name's Ewan. I'm Callum. And Callum, I fucked up pretty badly with the scheduling of this. Did, yeah. You so the plan, the plan was that you were in the middle of uni hell. Yep the horrible horrifying week and i thought i'll be a nice person and not add the strain of this on to you so i'll get some special guests in and then by the time we got the scheduling sorted you were done yeah <laughs> so pretty much. we have two special guests on top of yourself and this is going to be a complete audio clusterfuck I you think. give me way too much credit for how busy i actually am at university really no but it was just a, <laughs> it was just a strange it was just a strange conflict okay universe. Fair enough. So, our special guest today, we have Dave from the YouTube channel Awesome Sad Face, who you would know, who you will know from some of our multiplayer videos that we did at the start of the year. Yeah, that'll actually mean something if I ever put another video out, so, you know. <laughs> the, pro- <laughs> the, problem the, problem, is the, the problem is that you're split over, you're now split over two YouTube channels, of oh, which there horrible. are about ten yeah. videos, yeah. and they're all, they're all great, which is an oh, issue. Lovely, yeah. yeah, some, your, some of your old <laughs> stuff was fantastic. Well, it's technically three. Um, <laughs> three? Well, because Awesome Sad Face is two channels now, because I couldn't, I couldn't get into my old one when I started doing them again. <laughs> so... Yeah, I don't know what to do with that. I'm going to try and find out a way to get into the old one, because I'd rather have those things in, in archive, you know? Sure. Yeah, I would, I would want them I like them. There. Oh, yeah, they're great. They're, they're, they're awesome. old and janky as shit, but they're <laughs> nice. They're um, pretty funny. <laughs> and our other guest today is um, Jordan, an old friend of mine, um, who I've brought in because, one, there's nobody else really I've ever met who knows knows and loves Metal Gear Solid more than me. And um, is currently the only person I know with an Xbox One, and we've not talked about one at all on this podcast yeah. so far. So, yeah, our, I'm our, that guy. <laughs> I'm our, that guy that actually bought one. <laughs> yeah, on, on launch day, I seem to remember. Yeah, yeah. You're hard earned money. How many people were in the queue of interest? Just Quite a lot, actually. There was wow. about. Um, 
I spoke to the guy uh, when I was collecting it, and I was asking how many pre-orders they had for that night, and I think it's 120 at the Jeez. game and at the fort at Glasgow. So yeah, quite a lot. Jesus, like quite a lot showed up. That and would that would have been surprising to me. I thought there would have been about ten of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was surprised as well. Like, like you know, when I got my ticket, I was like, you know, allocation number seventy-eight, and I was like, what? <laughs> <That's> crazy. <laughs> That's Are they bizarre. not doing better than uh, the PS4 in most places? Uh, I think that I think they put out stats this week or last week that saying in Europe it's selling like one point five to one in favour of the PS4. Yeah. Oh, okay. One point so, five. I feel sorry for the guy that gets half a PS4. <laughs> half an Xbox One. Yeah. Or half an Xbox One. To be honest, you can't do much with a full PS4 or Xbox One right now. There's true. Fuck all <laughs> out. So they look really pretty on your desk. They, they, they oh, really yeah, do. Yeah. They really do. They're very yeah. nice boxes. They're nice brick. <laughs> <laughs> so, so while we're on the subject, um, Jordan, what have you been playing recently? Um, is there anything uh, out on Xbox One right now that you're playing, or has it been other stuff? Or Really, in terms of the Xbox One, I've just been waiting for titles like Thief and Titanfall coming out, because you know I don't think I've bought anything since launch other than Lego Marvel. <laughs> I think it's one title. <laughs> yeah, that is a quality game. Is. So yeah, that, those Lego Marvel, the Lego games are great, and Lego Marvel is a fucking great game. We've covered we've covered oh, yeah. this game in in detail with you and his <laughs> PS4. Yeah, it's which is something I didn't expect to do on this website, but <laughs> yeah, fun. but there was literally like was so what, was that your launch game? No, my launch games were uh, Dead Rising, Force of Five, and Battlefield Four. Ah, okay. So, yeah, I mean, I was playing Forza for a good bit because, well, Battlefield 4 was, like... Broken. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. EA, you know, being EA, we're like, yeah, let's ship a broken game. Has, like, has that been... Is that any better than it is now? Cause I, like, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a lot more stable. I was playing it over the weekend. Uh... And yeah, no, I mean... They just, they just released, like, a really big patch for it, didn't they? Is that why it's more stable? Yeah, I mean... I it was, like, a patch last week or something like that. Last week, yeah. And I mean, after that patch, it was, yeah, it was pretty stable. Because I mean, even the patch released at Christmas, I mean, you still had some issues trying to connect the servers. Then when you did, you were like rubbing rubber banding all over the place, and there was like sure. chronic lag, and oh, it was shocking. So, no, you can actually play. You can actually play the game you paid money for. That's pretty good. I know, right? That's pretty amazing. <laughs> I like looking at the the. There's a, I can't remember if it's a Twitter account or if it's just a website that's. Uh, the list of the current list of known issues in yeah. Battlefield 4 and whether or not they're known being fixed or having or have a fix and is being released in the next patch and it's like three or four pages long of just the stupidest bugs in the world and they go yeah we know this is there but we don't know how to fix it yet like, it, great it, good on you yeah, go for it I mean I've, I've, I was really looking for like, I haven't played a proper shooter in a while, and I was really looking forward to Battlefield 4 coming out to actually get back into it. And it only seems like now is it even safe safe to put your foot in the water at this point, because it I seems like it's in a state. Yeah, definitely, because, I mean, uh, it's been absolutely horrible. But, you know, it's been good now. I mean, I've had some really good sessions and stuff. Uh, cool. But, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty so, good. so Thief is this week? Next week? It's Next soon, week. right? Yeah. Next the end of February, I think it's the last. Or is it the end of the month? Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, as twenty eight comes out. Sure. Yep. And then the so next, yeah. and then the next big thing Xbox wise is Titanfall, right? 
Did you get your name in for the beta? They sent the email at this morning. Yeah, just, I did uh, as well. I did as well. <laughs> um, yeah, and, uh, apparently, like either today or yesterday, a bunch of different outlets got footage of Titanfall. And yep. once we're done here, I'm going to go watch as much of it as possible because. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's phenomenal. It, I got a chance to play it when I was at Eurogamer. Oh, really? Absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> sure. It was so, a lot. The, the footage that I saw was just a lot of people with. Either really small guns or really big guns. <laughs> and, like, um, so it's like the really small gun people were jumping off of walls and doing impressive stuff, yeah. and the really big gun people were doing that bit in uh, what's it called? Division? What was it? Division? Not District Eight or District Nine or whatever the thing was. The bit where he like gets the magnetic gun oh, and yeah. like magnets all the bullets together and fires it at someone. The big robots oh, can right. do that. I was like, that's a cool addition. Sure. <laughs> I really like Locking the idea of a wrong. magnet hand. Say again. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, sorry. I was doing a bad South African accent. <laughs> <laughs> if if uh, I yeah. didn't... Yeah, I, I'm sure... Because like, the guy in District 9 was actually South African, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's he was then also in Elysium as a South African. So. Oh yeah, the same guy is in, Elys- in Elysium. Yeah, it? playing basically the same character, except he's a yeah. bad guy. <laughs> he's, so, he's so typecast. Yeah, yeah a little bit. As is himself. That, is as that himself. movie any good? <laughs> I never... Elysium, yeah. it's fine. It's all right. The best thing in it is that guy. Like, he's just a really, really good actor, and he's good at the role that he's playing in that movie. The rest of the movie is all just kind of, eh. Okay, Matt Damon's got an exoskeleton, great, and that's it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, so you mentioned Forza briefly. Briefly, um, the Drivatar stuff in that has really, and it's a fucking ridiculous word. It really <laughs> I laugh is. Every time someone says that. <laughs> Drivatar. Drivatar. Oh, so, are you familiar with the Drivatar concept? Not at all, no. So, oh, rather than just having... Correct me if I'm wrong on this, but uh, despite... Rather than having just normal AI drivers that you're driving against, uh, the more you play, the ca- game kind of creates an AI template of how you play and then uploads that to the cloud. And every time I say the cloud, I put it in, like, virtual inverted commas because it says... <laughs> Stupid I kinda, fucking term. I kind of do magician releasing doves from under his sleeve style hand gesture for the cloud. <laughs> the cloud. Wow. The cloud. Yeah. Ooh. Um, but yeah, so, cool place. <laughs> so your profile gets uploaded and then when you start playing, it downloads a bunch of random people or your friends' AI is, is profiles. It not, is it not supposed to be more focused on your friends list? Yeah. yeah. And it downloads yeah. them all and you start racing against them. But what I'd been hearing was that like when you it's get that really many people, who, yeah. When you get when you get that many people who played those kind of driving games, like as soon as the the as soon as the the green light goes, like everyone just rams into each other, and yep. like is that exactly <laughs> what happens? Oh yeah, it's, it's getting like <laughs> ridiculous now. Uh, That's great. A few of my friends, like I'm really into my simulation racers. I mean, I've bought like every single Forza like since they came out. Sure. And, you know, like racing against the AI. I mean, like even you know. The AI in old games, like Tom Ten, done a really good job because it was quite formidable, sure. especially when you're like trying to do difficulty up. But you know they went down the whole route of yeah, you know let's make it realistic. So in doing that, they've made it more destruction derby two rather than <laughs> simulation <laughs> racer. So that yeah, was... cause, I mean you know people on my friends list. I mean oh my god, like uh, they can't even drive in that game whatsoever. I mean like. <laughs> One of my one of my friends that I've got like seems to have it out for me because his driving car seems to try to pit maneuver me every single race, <laughs> and it's, it's quite annoying if you're honest. But is that, I mean, is, is that how he would play if he was actually sitting next to you? 
Oh yeah, I mean, I've played them across Xbox Live. <laughs> yeah, no, like, you know, trying to so, wrap me up. So well. it's kind of a success then, if it is actually simulating how that guy would play. It's pretty. It's what they wanted to do. It's just that every what... single person who's playing a driving yeah. game is kind of a dick a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how realistic actually lends, you know, racing lines and stuff like that. Um, mm. I think the more you play it, I think the more in tune it gets. Because I mean, I think I'm only sent about thirty percent to my driving car, right. so I haven't really learned how I actually race, other than. Oh yeah, you know, I like to like hit apex and get racing line more than like other people. Sure. So yeah. I mean I've seen my driving car drive and it's kind of the way I would drive, but not quite. Sure. So how, yeah. com- how comfortable are you with an AI version of yourself being available on the internet? <laughs> that seems kinda <laughs> weird to me. It's that's a that's a bizarre you're right, it's a bizarre concept though. I'm it's more like, creeped yeah. about, about the Kinect always going on rather than <laughs> <laughs> driver of me and the internet. So, yeah. I think the missing step, I think, is that the Kinect records you swearing as you drive and then will randomly, as you're playing against these driver tires, will just randomly drop those phrases in to other people. So just like the worst slurs ever just appear randomly. That's how you get 100% sync on your driver tire. <laughs> <laughs> just the swear connect, the connect just spits phrases at you and you've got to say them out loud at the top of your voice sure <laughs> that's just how you get it well that was so, the, I've got anyway. a question actually so you say that you're you're a man of a simulation racer is that correct yep. so how do you feel about Gran Turismo 6 taking driving to the moon <laughs> <laughs> the I, I don't uh, know if you've seen this but <laughs> I'm not That's seen hilarious. it at all. So there's a mode in uh, Gran Turismo 6, it's like three missions where you get to drive the moon buggy for seemingly no reason. No one knows quite why they did it, but it's in there. And I don't know what a realistic driving simulator type gamer would feel about driving a buggy on a moon in his realistic simulator. Um, that would be pretty cool as a novelty, but you know... Uh... I don't think it'll be like, you know, buying Moon Buggy Simulator 2014. <laughs> you know that so, game's coming, though. It must be. Like, yeah, it will be. It's <laughs> a simulator for everything else. Um, no, I, like, the footage I saw of it just looked like the most boring fucking thing it I've ever seen. <laughs> what they should have done was just made it Gran Turismo, but on the moon, so you give them, like, racing lines and stuff like that to try and pull off in a Moon Buggy. <laughs> that would have been great. No, I like, that like, endlessly. If they turned it into, like proper fantasy moon driving like in fact fuck it they should have just made wipeout is basically yes. what they should have done um the moon mode is just wipeout actually yeah that would the yeah. yeah can you imagine if like the gran turismo guys made a new wipeout game like i don't know that sounds really bad really considering that they spend like years just kind of recording noises off of cars and stuff like that do you think about how anal they would be if you gave them the ability to make their own cars that but, fly and also shoot missiles but they've got nothing to record yeah, but they, they get to make it up. The guys yeah. are excited about recording stuff. How excited do you think they'll be about them being able to make up a car? Sure. I hear the rumour is that... Like I hear five the rum- years. That's the rumour that the, the Drive Club guy, that's his next game. Is what, is this him wipeout. making wipeout games? Yeah. <laughs> oh, really they'll, they'll just freak out with the sound. They won't know what to do, so every car will sound like that thing. You know when you put like tissue paper over a comb? Yeah, sure. It'll just say everything else. <laughs> everything will sound like a Commodore sixty four game or something. Yeah. Um, I don't know, for me, I don't know. Pete for the sure. So here, um, 
I'm not much of a wipeout player, but I heard that's the kind of one, the gold standard that everyone seems to hold it up to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, Dave, how, how, what are you playing yourself these days? And what are you playing on? Because I have literally no idea what you own right now. Um, I haven't got any of the new consoles because the fuck that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. They're just there's nothing out for them. You, you're care. entirely right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like my mate has a PS4 and I'm playing on that a lot. And it's like, what should we play? Um, Marvel superheroes. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Call of Duty oh, again. Really? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I guess we could do that. But um, I actually like that um, Call of Duty game. I really? know every, everyone else hates it, but I think I'm we're, we're like the two people that like it. <laughs> what is it? I mean, like, do you are you one of the people that buys it every year? Do you only dip in every now and then? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so, so it's, it's interesting to hear. Like, as somebody gets it every year, what is it about this one that makes it sufficiently different that you think it's so good? It's good. Um, I don't know what it is. I haven't played any of the story because obviously I don't know it myself. But um, sure. the multiplayer. I don't know what it is about it. it all the maps are in, incredibly bigger. Right. It's it's like it's like battlefield, like smaller battlefield levels without the vehicles. Sure. Um, and I don't know. Everything just feels a lot smoother and stuff like that. And the only reason I can think that nobody else likes it is because it's not Black Ops Two. <laughs> you know. Right. Okay. It's just it's just changed in any way, so they don't like it. I guess I don't. Because they they but. they stripped a bunch of modes and stuff out of it. Or not stripped out. Yeah. They're missing a bunch of modes that was in Black Ops 2. Yeah. Um, and there's multiple rumours as to why they did that. Mainly that they wanted to make a next-gen version and couldn't didn't have the time yeah. to, to put all that <laughs> shit in it. But, gotta, um, get it day one. gotta get it day one. Exactly. Um, oh, um, yeah. Cool. I haven't so, played that, that extinction mode either. But I was going to say, the mode with the aliens looked really weird to me. Is yeah. that extinction yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's basically zombies, but with aliens, right? Exactly, yeah, except they move a little faster. Just... Okay. <laughs> it, it I, kinda, never, it, I never really liked playing the zombie mode either. It's incredibly hard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, the zombies, I mean, I'm not, I don't play the Black Ops, the Call of Duty games really much, but I, I'd heard that the zombies thing kind of just exploded into its own thing. Like, there are people yeah. that will exclusively play that mode and... It's yeah. because all of the maps that they release for it have got, like, really strange hidden things in them. And there's actually, like, some sort of cohesive storyline between all the maps, apart from the one that had, like, Danny Trejo and stuff in it. But, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, there was, like, a cohesive storyline to all the zombie maps, and all the hidden stuff's got something to do with that. And there's really weird stuff that you can do in a lot of the maps that people just like doing, because it's just a cool thing to do. Sure. Like, there's one where you can just... There's the, the one that's set in, like, a prison in, like, Vietnam or something like that, where you can turn into, like, a lightning ghost. And that sounds pretty good. <laughs> did you make that... Did you make that up? No. You you, you walk up to... Well a, have. You, you, <laughs> you walk up to a power outlet and, like, kill yourself, and you become a ghost that has lightning powers. Wow. I think that's right, anyway. I'm pretty sure it is, but... Well, that would make things a lot easier. Yeah, yeah would. <laughs> you can't bite a lightning ghost. <laughs> well, you can try. I don't, you want, I don't think you would want to bite a lightning ghost. It'd probably hurt. Especially if you've got felons, you know. <laughs> your whole brain just ex- Yeah, true. Um, oh god, sorry. I've just, I've, I've got a, 
I've got to get a bunch of teeth out next week, and I'm not looking forward to it. And oh, I'm trying to forget. A bunch of teeth. Well, just the one, but they're gonna have to chop it into pieces, apparently. Oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> like that's. Oh. Don't fucking laugh. I'm Sorry. scared of it. <laughs> Chopping teeth into pieces sounds hilarious. <laughs> oh, do you want to fucking do it? Because I don't. I'm gonna have to get root canal at some point. I'm not really looking forward Jesus. to that. Oh either. shit! Really? Yeah. Yeah. One of my teeth hurts, and nothing they do to it is making it better. So, that, <laughs> this is why this is why root canals never make any sense to me because it seems like the most archaic solution to a problem. Yeah, which is like this thing. This thing hurts. Why does it hurt? Because there are nerve signals. Okay, how about we take out the nerves? Does that work? Yeah, sure. Why not? It'll hurt like a bitch. But yeah. that's uh, I hate root canals. It's so nice. I've never had it before, but I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> I can't imagine it can be fun. No. <laughs> um, cool. So, was there was there anything else? Or I mean, I'm playing faster than like right now, but you know, that's... <laughs> well, like right at this minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While recording the podcast, you're nice. playing FTL. Exactly. How? What do you, th- what do you think of FTL? Because I really oh, liked FTL. It's the best thing. I love it. Um, right? I'm not very good at it. It's it's really is odd. It, is anyone really good at FTL? I know. It's I don't know. I haven't. I've never even seen the last boss. Wow. I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd forgotten there was a last boss until you mentioned it. Like, it's just never... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Has anyone beaten it? I don't know. I I've don't... beaten it at least no. twice. Really? I yeah. don't believe you. Um... <laughs> like, <laughs> on... It's not easy. Like, you can only do it if you've got certain setups, or I've found you can only do it if you've got certain setups, but it's... Are you playing like, on easy or I don't no, mean no, that? No, as, like, I don't mean that as a slur. I'm just, as, a, as a genuine. <laughs> what do you mean when I beat it? Yeah. Yeah, it was normal yeah. difficult. Oh, huh. Okay. It's just, it's just that I've discovered that cloaking is just really broken in that game. Because you, you stop existing for a while. So you just wait until all your weapons charge up again, fire at them, and then stop existing again. And they can't do anything to you. It's great. Huh. Okay. Or you, just still, or you just let robots do it all. You get, like, the the drone control and then a bunch of invading robots and send them into all the weapons on the main ship and they lose all their weapons. Sure. It's... I think I think I'm gonna end up dumping a lot of time into that game when it hits iPad, and I can do it like on yeah, trains and things. It, it, it seemed like the kind of game that would be really good on iPad. They just never got round to it, but yeah. I think they are right now. So it's... yeah, there's a version coming along with a big expansion. Not expansion. I don't know yes. if it's technically expansion, but there's some big. They're calling update. it FTL 1.5, I think. So it's kind oh, of expansion. sure. Okay. Cool. There's a mod you can get for it to uh, just turn it into this sort of infinite thing. It's sort of. You know, it takes away the boss and the sort of more, more most of the structure of it, and just you know, it's sort of how long can you survive, sort of thing. Oh, that cool. would be cool. That would be yeah, cool. Yeah. That would that yeah. Hopefully, that's in the that would that would be that would be the kind of mode you wanted for your iPad, where you could like put your iPad to sleep and then just come back to the same game. And yeah. Just keep going. That would be a really good idea. Sure. Um. So, Callum, I understand that you've been busy but yeah have you actually busy with uni have um, you been doing anything video game related other, other than like the odd game of like dota here and there i've done two things uh which is i've played i bought kingdoms of amalur when it was on sale on steam right Pure, purely because i was worried that what was going to happen to it was what was going to what happened to deadpool and all the marvel games which was some license was going to run out yeah. and it was going to disappear off of online stores because of the whole uh, the studio sutton down and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I was worried that they were just going to lose it entirely, and it was a game yep. I kind of wanted to play. So I, yeah. I bought it, and it was luckily six quid, so I just bought it all. Did Who we was have... it that made that? Uh, 38 Studios. Ah, right? oh, okay. Whoa. Jesus. Oh, God, that might be me. 
Uh, <laughs> wait, wait a second. I can fix this. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're good now. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what caused that. No. Okay. Uh, that was just Dave's panic alarm for... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mention of dead video game company. <laughs> <laughs> we ring a bell out every time one of them dies. Um, or one out for Kurt Schilling. <laughs> um... <laughs> Did we talk about, just when you mentioned it, did we talk about Deadpool on here at some point? Yeah, we did. Did we talk about it last time? We talked okay. about it last week. Sure. Um, so how are you finding Amler? It's it's a it's a pretty cool game. Like, it's got all the, the standard, like, RPG stuff of you come into a town and there's four people with question marks above their head and you do all that stuff and then you level up and all that stuff. It's, it's, it's a pretty standard fantasy RPG that they've built a really... Mm impressive lore and world around like there was a guy i'm pretty sure i remember seeing this there was a guy in 38 studios whose job it was to uh go around all the stuff that people were working on developing the game making sure it made sense from a lore perspective like he was the keeper of the amalur lore and just kind of walked around and made sure stuff made sense and it all linked together and all that sort of stuff so it's this really cohesive world that makes a lot of sense but they don't explain the backstory all that well this kind of go oh there was a big war and then you died and now you're alive again and then that was it sure so uh, there's really impressive stuff that you need to go and read in books and stuff like that which isn't fun when you're playing a video game like in-game books or real books yeah like in-game books right okay they tell the great stories of the heroes and wars of the world of amalur and all that stuff but sure uh but it's it's a it's a standard action rpg but it's got the kind of uh the more actiony devil may cry combat system in it which it's it's a, it's actually a really cool, impressive system where it's uh, instead of like Devil May Cry, where you're swapping between weapons and stuff like that, it's a lot of time and button presses. So right. It's like press, press, pause, do three more presses, or stuff like that. Sure. And it it started out really kind of dull, where you could just mash the button to kill people. But now, when you actually level up and get skills that let you like dash through people and jump over people and all that sort of stuff, you get to a really cool kind of Devil May Cry Prince of Persia style state with it. That huh. I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with sure. it so far. I've only played it for about six hours, but it's it's a lot of fun from what I've seen. I'll probably keep going with it for a bit. Have either of the other two played it? Yeah. I, I, I was I, sitting on a pile over there for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Now I, I I had no idea it was a the kind of that kind of free action combat yeah. thing. I it assumed is. it was like normal shitty turn-based dice no, roll. No, 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 it's, it's very much active. It's like, do- it's like dodge rolls and like reading animations and all that sort of stuff, which is what I like doing in video games a lot. So sure. I enjoy awesome. it. So the other thing I've done is I played through the entirety of a little game called Jazz Punk. Oh, fuck. Did you forget that this is a thing? No, I knew it was a thing. I just, yeah. like, every time that name comes up, it's just... It's so have just either the of best. the two of our guests played Jazz Punk, or do you know what it is? I haven't, no. No, I've not played it, mate. Right, okay. So, it, jazz, the best way I can describe jazz punk to anyone is, so you know the movie Airplane? Mm-hmm. Yep. If you took that and turned it into a video game, but with more <laughs> video game references and, like, computing jokes and stuff like that, that's pretty oh, much okay. what jazz punk is. And, and anybody who's listening to this needs to go and play it right now. Yeah, it's... it's because it's kind of amazing. <laughs> like I like I think we both like I think I finished it first and or got mo- through most of it first and just left you a message saying like we may already have a game of the year like it was <laughs> it was just this it was just this amazing two I mean it's not long it's only like it's two, two hours two hours two and a half hours or something like that but it's just it's so dumb 
Like, it, like <laughs> so dumb. It is profoundly dumb at its core. It's, it is trying to be dumb, and it it succeeds immensely. <laughs> but it's really, really good and well crafted at being yeah. dumb, which means you admire it. It's it, it's a strange game. It's hard to talk about without ruining it. Yeah, like the, 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 the way I managed to describe it successfully to someone, if they wanted to like to try and see if they wanted to play it, there's a yeah. section where you are on a beach and you're just walking around the beach and a turtle crawls in front of you and you press use on the turtle and your character throws down a bandana, a pizza and two knives. <laughs> like, like with no ref, like there's a, there's a trumpet sting and it just throws these things down and that's the joke. Like yeah. that's every, it. Every reference is just kind of like, we put this in front of you, do you get it? And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't mention it and there's no reason for doing it whatsoever but they just do it. It's, yeah, that's, that's it's just exactly a, like a reference it was in, you know, um, Far Cry uh, Blood Dragon. Oh, that's I, right, yeah. yeah. Never yeah. Did you see that? that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was There's great. a sort of side quest where you have to, what is it, kill five turtles or something like that? Yeah. Kill- <laughs> <laughs> and you go down into these sewers and there's like pizza boxes lying about. And- <laughs> it's a, yeah, it sounds like that. But it's basically like, the, I think the airplane or kind of naked gun thing comes through where the plot doesn't really matter it's kind no. of like a tenuous way of stringing together just all these really well written gags and, and jokes. Oh, some and, of them were just fantastic though. <laughs> some of them and, were the and, best. So that's the thing, like I, I left I finished it and was like okay I need to go write something about this and then realised there's nothing I can write about it yeah. because you have to just experience you, it. You have to experience the whole thing for it to be for it to have any effect. Um, the way the way I've the way I've described it is from a it's from a quote it's actually from a quote from the director of Airplane which is like when they were writing it they basically imagined the script like a giant cupboard that they were cramming jokes into <laughs> and they got to they got to the point where they had a movie so the cupboard was absolutely filled with jokes but in the process of writing it they kept thinking of more stuff so you'd have to open the door a tiny little bit to cram this other joke in and slam the door shut again and this is just what jazz punk does is whenever like there's a thing you can interact with or there's a bit of ground with nothing on it it opens the door and just shoves like a reference or this stupid gag in it and then shuts the door again yes. and you go this is just great you just get overwhelmed by these these jokes that like if not if something doesn't hit for you you wait two seconds and there'll be a joke that hits and it's just great it's so good jazz punk's yeah. amazing it's it's I think it's I think it's still on sale on Steam. I can't quite remember, but it's yeah, like it's a tenner right now. A tenner, and I'll it's it it's well worth picking up. It's just it's so ridiculous. Um, it's, a, it's a very good way to spend two hours. I had yeah. I had two hours in between sessions of like revision and panicking, and <laughs> uh, having got your message, I bought it and downloaded it and spent two hours playing it, and then instantly just felt better about myself and life and everything. It was just great. I, I just, so I just remember being online with you while you were playing it, and just like you would just make these noises like over Facebook. Oh, I'm just like, so ah, but the thing, and the, yeah. yeah, okay, sure. Um, Nine fifty nine, apparently. Yep. Nine fifty nine. Yeah, I think that's it's still twenty percent off or something like that. Yeah, and everyone, um, everyone needs to go buy it and play it right now. <laughs> it's, it's just great. So was there anything else? Or was it just those two? Um, not really anything else. I can think there's new heroes and stuff like that in Dota, but no one cares about that. So sure. I'm not. <laughs> I don't know. Do, you, do you, are either you guys mobile players? Nope, I don't... nope, nope. <laughs> there you go. I literally see. just learned what a mobile was, but there you go. <laughs> yeah, I learned what a mobile was. Uh, 
think it was in the August issue of Edge they were talking about MOBAs. Oh, really? Mm. They held the MOBA and I was like, alright, that's what MOBA is. Cool. What does that stand for? <laughs> um, multiplayer Online Battle, battle Arena. Uh, yeah. It's just, uh, I just file it under games that Callum will probably care about. Yeah. Like I, I think, like I think I got an email through for uh, a beta key for the was that a Marvel one or is that a DC, DC one? DC uh, one. Infinite Crisis. Yeah, I got a beta key oh, for that, and I was like, "Huh, there's a DC mobile forward to Callum." Like that was yeah. the, there was nothing else really. I got I got a message one afternoon that was an email from you and it just had you should probably look at this, and it was a DC mobile, and I went, "Oh sure," and never actually used the code. Which I was going to say. Have, have you actually tried it? No, no, not okay. at all. I don't like looking at. Um, really early MOBAs because really early MOBAs are terrible because mm, they're, sure. still, they're still trying to figure out what the game actually is mm-hmm. so like yeah, yeah, there will be people who are like massively imbalanced or there'll be maps that are just bad and stuff like that so it's they're just not fun you need to give it like half a year or something like that to actually get legs before you start playing it sure yeah um, I mean I can imagine those will be like you know Street Fighter where you get like five editions of the same version Mm. They come out with all the characters being balanced and stuff, and then I mean, how many Street Fighter forces have been there? Like, uh, this is going to be the fourth one. Fourth? Ultra is going to be the fourth one. Yeah. So, so what's the full title now? Ultra Street Fighter. It's, it's Ultra Street. It's Ultra Street Fighter Four Arcade Edition Twenty Fourteen. All right. One, I think. I think what? that's right because the the old one was Super Street Fighter Four Arcade Edition. 2013 version yep. 2. So that's, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Ultra Street Fighter 4 Zephyr Gaijin Extreme. <laughs> it's almost like somebody just fucking Which... hit random generate on that title. That's why that joke for <laughs> Seth Kellyan and Dive Kick worked. Was because that was his win pose mm. in Dive sure. Kick. Was sure. he would pull out a copy of Dive Kick and then a bunch of uh, adverb or uh, whatever, I can't remember the word for them. But words to describe like Gaijin and all that sort of stuff for this copy of Dive Kick. I remember. And, like yeah. six would just appear on the screen. <laughs> That's why that joke worked because it's real. Yeah. And Capcom are weird, or yeah, Capcom are weird about it. I don't know. Yeah. Sure. The only other thing I've been playing on top of Jazz Punk was um, the next episode of Wolf Among Us, oh, which yeah. came out last week. I can't. When did I play it? Last I week, it was probably. Last week. Yeah. Um, that series is still great. That series cool. is. Still really, really good. Um, isn't isn't this episode like tremendously short? I'm hearing from a lot of people. It I d- didn't feel any shorter than the last one. Yeah. It just felt like more. It it felt like a Telltale episode length, really. Um, yeah. it's not particularly difficult. Like, there's no like the 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 first episode had that whole section with um, Mr. Toad where you're doing the investigation. Yeah, they attempt to do that again, but it's relatively straightforward. Um, sure, but it's it's. I mean, and they kind of so again without spoiling stuff. The cliffhanger from the first one um, resolves itself very quickly in a way that kind of makes it kind of go the the cliffhanger kind of null and void, which is weird. That's kind of but um, it 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 keeps the story going. Um, sure. It does have a fantastic character in it where it took me a while to realise what the reference was, but there's a section where you go to a strip club um, to to rough up this guy or get information out of him, and he's just this kind of... Uh, so, so I couldn't pinpoint the accent, but somewhere down south, like, just 
lanky pimp dude who's just got like this complete fuck you attitude. It is this the the dialogue he's got is is great, and the whole scene where Bigby's trying to really intimidate him is just great. And yeah, just walking around his bar threatening to destroy stuff is it, it's great. But because of that, because of that game, I finally picked up. I started reading some of the Fables comics that it's based on. Sure, um, those are really cool. They're they're dark as fuck. You start but... you started to have like a comic revelation as of late, haven't you? Well, not really. It was it was the it was the stuff on the fringes of real hardcore comic book collecting. Like I really wanted to read some Deadpool because yeah. it's Deadpool. Yeah. Um. Like I I got I think over Christmas they were giving away the um. What was the name of the series where he was fighting dead presidents? I think it's just actually Deadpool yeah, dead versus the president. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, so I read some of that and I thought it was great and ridiculous. So I was probably going to pick up more of that. The one, the one that's Deadpool versus all of the other people from the Marvel universe is way better. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just it it seems like the type of comics we could get in on that are not. Yeah, they're really good. Too self serious and. And the thing is, they're fucking expensive. Like that's the thing yeah, that's really yeah. throwing me. Oh yeah. god, yeah. yeah. Even that's why I have no money. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> explains it. Um, but even the iPad versions are like, I think the like I picked up the first trade of Fables, and it's five volumes or something like that, and it was like yeah. seven fifty or eight pound or something along those lines. Yeah, that sounds about right. They're expensive. Yeah, fucking yeah. terrible. Um, but the comic's good. Um, very dark. Um. I I'd read somewhere around Twitter that the author is not the nicest of people, but I went and investigated. I went and investigated it, and it's basically like he made some comment about superheroes not being American enough anymore, and right. the, only, the, the only people that were angry at that was Americans. So I was like, uh, sure, eh, okay, don't particularly care. Like as well, long as crazy he doesn't really think about anything, yeah, as long as he doesn't put babies These on spikes. These are the people who got. Um upset about that coke commercial oh christ did you, you see heard that? About that yeah What's that? Oh. so at the super bowl there was a commercial by coca-cola which had a bunch of people singing the national anthem like the american national anthem sure um but there were people from all over the world and this right. pissed off americans <laughs> <laughs> all right why are, why are these goddamn brown people singing our song <laughs> yeah like it's ridiculous the, twi- the reaction on twitter and stuff they was are, just they, it was terrific they are a cartoon yeah. country oh god yeah the whole thing sounded like yeah. a south park episode waiting to happen it yeah. was it was weird Oh, speaking of which, there was an article today that that game has finally been finished and is it's coming like, out. Stick of Truth, yeah. The South yeah. Park Stick of Truth game is finally coming out. and It's actually I, done. I really hope it's good. Like, after all this time, I really hope it's good. Oh, um, Say again? Sorry. <laughs> which <laughs> one of us? <laughs> Jordan? Ah, it's been a while now, is it not? I mean, they announced that, what, two... Ago, yeah, three, yeah. Like that. I think it was supposed yeah. to come out summer of last year, and then it got pushed the whole way up till now. So, yeah, I don't know yeah. what happened, but I, I just really hope it's good. I, it looks yeah. the part, and it's South Park does role playing cliches and turn based combat with farts. Like it just it sounds it sounds like something I would play. Yeah, and um, just to see. 
Um, I've, I've, I've remembered one thing that I've done. It's not necessarily related to video games, but it's in this, the kind of same company. Okay. Uh, I've, I've, I've progressed further down my slow descent into, like, absolute nerdiness. <laughs> right. Which was, like, playing video games well, and then be- get, like, getting back into Magic the Gathering and all before, that sort of stuff. So, before you do that, can I just yeah. say that, so, me and Callum were at a, uh, a gig together uh, oh, last, yeah. last Monday, was it? Yeah. Can't you yes. remember? Um, Adam Gucci was fucking awesome it was so yeah, good they were it was great incredible <laughs> but um i had to crash at callum's flat and walked into the living room where i would be crashing on the couch that night and it was just like it was just like this nerd bomb had exploded yeah. like there was there was <laughs> the xbox before... controllers i caught there was a there was, was that a commodore no what was it as an Atari Spectrum, 2600. Atari 2600 yeah i just like literally piled on top of them just covered in magic cards we, like it was the night. The night before was the Super Bowl, and our tradition at Super Bowl is we all get together at someone's flat and watch the Super Bowl while drafting magic cards. And it just so <laughs> happened that we had a flat, so we did it at ours. It, it, it was just this amazing. Oh yeah, I had to clear anyway, all that shit. Out. Um, what I was going to say was yeah. so. Slow the set into create is I've now found myself involved in a tabletop role playing game. <laughs> nice. <laughs> It was, it was only a matter of time. Yeah, it was a matter of time. I've always wanted to try, like, D&D or something like that. Uh, I've, like, listened to podcasts and things like that where people play D&D. It sounds like a lot of fun and stuff like that. But it's not D&D I'm playing. It's if it's a system that's set in uh, original Warhammer universe, so not 40k, like Fantasy oh. Warhammer. Oh, right, okay. Huh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, like, there are 40k variants, and I would have much rather have played one of those. Yeah, but... no, I've got the books for one of them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the, game I wanted, the, game, but the game that had people that I would want to play the game with wasn't 40k, it was fantasy. And yeah. it was the only one running at the time, so I decided that it was better sure. to just do that. Yeah. So what was, your, what was your first experience like? So it, it was last night, was uh, character gen, and, like, the first little instances I kind of introductory thing. And, like... Some people just went crazy with their characters. Like I, I made like a not like a typical kind of guy, but he's just like he's a sword fighter with like a bad past. Is all I like the only thing I could come up with. Right, but it, it's semi interesting. There's intrigue and stuff like that in the backstory. But there are people who have got like there's a guy who is starting class. So the entire system is based around jobs and like job progression. Right, and this guy started out as a whaler. <laughs> so he so he hunts whales as a job. And he's got, okay. like, and he, like, turns up in the city with, like, a wrecked ship and a physician on board who's not a physician but an embalmer with no hands. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a yeah. minute. So he's got, he's got no hands because they were taken by a whale. And uh, he's got a hook for a hand and another hand that's interchangeable to, quote, one hand that's interchangeable to, quote, provide delicate surgeries. So he's got, like, a clamp that he can swap out for, like, a finessed hand if he's doing delicate surgery. Surely, apparently. Surely an embalmer would be, like, the worst person to have as a healer because this surely... Is we, this is what we thought, but it sure. turns out... He turns out he did it because it's a flaw in the system where embalmer is one of the only jobs that starts with the skill surgery that can actually <laughs> cure people. So he just thought it would be funny to have this, this embalmer as his employee on the ship. Yeah. And so we've got that. There's me, who's just a normal sword fighter. There's a guy who's just like a he's a he's an apparent noble who's fallen from grace and become a gambler. Sure. And 
spent all of his like noble money, so noble to get like a starting gold bonus, and spent all of his money on really fancy clothes. Not like protective clothes, just really just fancy, fancy clothes. clothes. Sure. So like I looked at his like uh like sheet that had all the stuff and he's just he's got like a dagger and like a deck of cards and stuff like that. And in four slots is just really fancy hat, really fancy <laughs> jacket, really kick ass belt. I was like why have you done this? He said, because it's, I want I want to look good as a gambler. And I was like, all right, fine, whatever you do. And then there's a fucking roommate who I'm doing the game with as well. And his life purpose when he plays video games on any sort of game is to find the quickest way to break it possible. Right. This is, this is a guy who's got through D&D campaigns by like paralyzing people and putting them into bags of holding while invisible and stuff like that. Wait, he, what? He breaks systems. Okay. And what he did was, instead of breaking the system, he just find to, tried to find the most bullshit starting profession possible, which just so happened to be Bear Tamer. <laughs> <laughs> so what he made was the shortest dwarf possible, which is like three foot something, so a tiny, tiny dwarf who's about 220 pounds. So he's really heavy, but tiny, with a giant bear... Like, massive bear that's tamed to him that you oh, can you, control. You start, you start with the bear. You start with a bear. It's in the, like, in on the job page of the, the creating the job is, like, your trapping, so what you start out with. Yeah. And, like, I had, like, a rapier and stuff like that. It's, like, normal stuff. And he, his things were literally uh, a collar and chain, a whip, and a bear. <laughs> and that was it. That was all. He had clothes and stuff like that, but he had a bear was one of his things that he started with. So he has this bear <laughs> that he fucking... And, oh, so he's just got a bear that he just does stupid shit with, and we all, when we were spending our starting gold, like me and the thief guy or the like, tr- uh, gambler, we're doing it reasonably. He was buying clothes and shit like that, but I was like buying armor and all that sort of like normal stuff. The guy who was the whaler spent his money on like a javelins and stuff like that that he could actually use, but he had a lot of gold left over that he spent on a bag of twenty-five poor quality cats. <laughs> um, wait did, is that like an official grading oh, yeah. as the level so every, of cats every, yeah so every item has a quality gradient that affects its stats <laughs> so you get like you, if you buy a thing it starts at normal quality or you can spend less money to have a poor quality of that item and did, he had a lot of gold but he wanted a lot of cats did, <laughs> so he spent all of his money on poor quality cats that he carries in a bag have please what Does, the, the cats have got like fleas and like an arm missing and stuff like that. It's whatever. <laughs> so he's got this bag of twenty-five cats that he just kind of carries around with him. I don't really know. And then does that, does that also left- mean? Does that also mean that you can like if you can spend less money in buying poor quality cats? Does that mean you can spend money to improve the quality of your cats? Yeah, you can spend money to get an upgrade of your cats if you want to. But he so doesn't. Th- he just wants the poor quality cats. How many how, how many d sixes of damage does a cat do when you throw it? We at don't someone? actually know. He's not thrown it at anyone yet. He's threatened <laughs> to, but he's not actually thrown it at anyone yet. So okay. he's so he's done that. He's bought the poor quality cats. He's bought fifty poor quality penny whistles. <laughs> okay. He says he's gonna carry around as like warning signals or he's going to give them to the cats as some sort of like Pied Piper <laughs> band style situation <coughs> did, did, this, did, like, this is like the fantasy version of someone who's gone to the job lots page on ebay <laughs> <laughs> so, much so we've got these cats and these penny whistles that he's got a ton of and then also bought the stupidest thing that he's bought which is four poor quality 
bombs. <laughs> okay. Poor quality bombs. Do not want to have poor quality bombs. No. <laughs> exactly. We don't know what the fuck's going to happen with these bombs. They'll but what, what initially happened was we all met at a bar as most fantasy games start. Always. <laughs> Always. And him and the him and the bear tamer, like he, the guy with the bombs left and saw the bear outside just sitting on the ground and came back into the bar and said, whose bear is this? And got the dwarf and they went outside <laughs> And as we were sitting, like, trying Could to the owner stuff, of a black grizzly bear please yeah, come much. to the front desk? So as we were sitting trying to progress the story and stuff like that, they're sitting passing notes to one another in conversation. Uh-huh. And one of them picks up one of the notes, bursts out laughing for about five minutes, passes the note back and just goes, yes, we need to do this. We're like, right, we don't know what the fuck's going to happen. So we just kept going. We passed the note to the DM. DM went, all right, sure. And passed the note back. <laughs> We all went, fuck, something bad's going to happen. So I, I, I'm like sitting, like just watching the proceedings happen. And the DM slams his hand on the table halfway through the progression. One of the, the, the gamblers having a conversation with someone, slams his hand on the table. And we all kind of went, wait, what the fuck's going on? He said, there's been an explosion. <laughs> okay. And we went, what? And he said, yeah, so the, the, the side of the bar where you're having this conversation, the entire wall crumbles and a giant got, like flame cloud erupts from the wall. We're like... What the fuck is going on? So uh, it turned out later that the two had colluded because the entire conversation was happening over a bag of gold. Right. The two had colluded to steal the bag of gold. What what initially had started with them basically saying, "We want you to run your bear into the bar to distract everyone while we steal the gold." <laughs> but they went. They went. No, no, no. That would be too easily traceable to the man who tames the bear. <laughs> There's like so, a direct, there's a like a direct, direct, direct line of evidence yeah, really there. Direct link to oh, there's a dwarf from Kislevit here, and they're known to tame bears. It must be that guy. So instead, they used the poor quality bomb to blow a hole in the side of the bar, and hopefully, in the commotion, get the the bag of coins. <laughs> and it just the Did entire it ten minute conversation while we were trying to progress the story of them sitting passing notes back to one another was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> Because okay. it's like it ended with them picking up a note, going like, and passing the note to the DM, going, "We've got a plan. It's got three steps." <laughs> we went, "Oh shit, this is going to go so badly." This All of them involve so a bear. <laughs> All of them involve explosions or bears yeah. or a combination of both. It's just supposed to be like an elf turns up to assassinate the guy we're having a conversation with and run away, and we were supposed to chase him. So what instead happened was before the explosion, the elf reveals himself. The explosion happens, the guy, the whaler, runs in, points at the elf, and goes, this guy blew up the bar, and runs away with the bag of gold, like, (laughs) runs and grabs the bag of gold on his way out the door. Right. And, like, we were, we talked after the game and said, why did you point at the elf? And he said, we needed a scapegoat. (laughs) Like, this has been a fucking explosion, no one's gonna ask who's done it. Like... (laughs) And it's like, yeah, but we wanted to make sure that they didn't think it was us as we ran away from the gold. It's, oh, it's some of the dumbest, like, it, the, the entire campaign's lasted all of an hour and a half. Sure. And it's some of the dumbest shit I've ever seen happen. I'm sure. I, I'm really I think excited that, to keep going. I think that's the thing, like, it really, de- those kind of games really depend on the people you're playing with, I think. Uh, yeah. One of the guys, the guy who's the whaler, I don't actually know personally, but right. from what he's done in the game... He seems like the kind of guy I want to hang out with. <laughs> sure. Seems really awesome. So we've um, just got so in the party right now we have a bear, his tamer who also has a poor quality war dog, uh 
this whaler guy who's got a bag of cats and some harpoons, a gambler who's really bad at fighting but really good at talking, and me who's like some apparently some sort of like Spanish fencer. <laughs> so that's our party right now, and we don't know what's going to happen, but it'll be fun to find out. <laughs> sure. Um, Jordan, have you played any D and D? When was the last time you guys tried? Uh, I've not played a D and D. Like I've got really into board games for the past few years, actually. Uh, sure. So I've been playing stuff like the Battlestar Galactica board game, which is phenomenal, by the way. I've you seen I've it. seen a lot of Facebook posts from a couple uh, of friends about that. Brilliant! Absolutely it, phenomenal. It just looks like the most complex thing ever. I I, I quite. I mean, I quite like it because it's not just like the usual, oh yeah, roll a dice, I'm like going into this room and doing this action mm. kind of thing. It's like, it's kind of like a personal like aspect to it. So, I mean, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Battlestar Galactica in terms of story or anything like that. No? Yeah, I mean, I've watched, watched some of the TV show. I watched a lot. All right, of it. I, well, the game goes by the fact that you get a loyalty card at the start, which you can either be human or asylum, sure. but no one knows your loyalty. So it's kind of as though the players who have asylum cards are sleeper agents. Sure. So they're like so purposely it? trying to mess, uh, you know, sort of game up. So essentially you have like crises at the end of like each turn and you have to like put in cards to like resolve the crisis. But what the silence do is they sneak in like cards that would like damage the chances of passing that crisis. Sure. So it's like trying to like, you know, sabotage the humans uh, sort of chances of winning the game and so you have to like kind of find out who's a Cylon but you know you go from like being you know good friends at the start of it to like you know screwing your own dirty Cylon sure it's very similar to the resistance then yeah I don't know if you've played that game so that's, it's a similar sort of concept so we I managed to get um, again similar to, to that is I managed to get a large game of uh, werewolf running in work um, like we do like Friday lunchtime board game stuff and I managed to get a game of Werewolf with like 17 people or something like that so Werewolf is basically it's the same idea as, as the Battlestar Galactica one basically where you've got a village there are three werewolves in the village nobody knows who the werewolves are and the werewolves kill, kill somebody every round and in between it's just down to like who can talk their way out of so somebody has to get ha- uh, hanged every every day so the the village as a whole has to decide who gets hanged um through what is supposed to be logic but in our case has turned into complete like textbook mob rule really <laughs> where it was just so there's there's a couple of special characters where like, there's a doctor who can save one person at night um and there's a seer who can investigate specific people to ask if they are a werewolf or not uh, but nobody knows who these other two people are either. They have to stay secret as well, uh-huh. and they they can only they can volunteer themselves to come forward and say like, "Guys, I'm the seer, and this person is a werewolf." And usually that goes over like usually you save that as your trump card because you can totally lie yeah. and say you're the seer as well. But like it was the, like I think it was the second day or something this when nobody was following any realms of logic at all. And the seer just came forward and was like, right, okay, I'm kind of dropping my hand in here early, but I'm the seer, and that person is a werewolf. And everyone just kind of, the rest of the village looked at each other and went, they're a werewolf, hang them. 
Like, just, like, instantly. Like, they just turned on a fucking dime. <laughs> took, took the seer, hung them immediately, and the seer's got no, but it's not, like, genuinely, I am the seer, and I know who it is. And they were like, no, why would you make that up? That makes too much sense. Kill them. And they just, they just, they hung them on day two. And it's like, uh, like working in working with engineers who are supposed to work entirely in realms yeah. of logic and numbers <laughs> and straightforward like it just turned into complete anarchy like all it took was you would start a new day and you'd say okay who's getting hung today and everyone would just kind of look at each other shiftily and somebody would go oh we should hang steve steve should hang and everyone would go yeah we should hang steve we should totally hang steve like all 70 people and steve's not done anything like they just <laughs> he's just the first person that get mentioned and everyone was like yeah we should totally do that because it's not me you know it's it's bizarre and just i'd like as the person running the game just knowing what's going on it's just the most ridiculous thing it's great <laughs> Werewolf's a fun game. Cool, yeah, Werewolf's yeah. an awesome game. If you yeah. Google it, like, uh, there's a free version of it. Like, if you look at the what's the guy's name, um, the guy who one of the guys of Cards Against Humanity. Um, oh, what game? Max. <laughs> yeah, Max Temkin. Max Temkin. He's got a free set of cards you can download and print out for a Werewolf. That's it, cool. It's awesome. It's, it's, it's yeah, well it's a playing. really awesome game. Oh, I'll definitely look into that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like we're just like collating like a load of board games between our friends now. Sure. So the last one I've bought. But I haven't got a chance to play it yet. Was City of Horror, which like I read through the rules and stuff, and it sounds phenomenal. Sure. So you know, I can't wait to get a game of that at one point. I got, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, I got invited to a a weekend long session of the Civilization board game. Oh fuck yes, <laughs> that <sounds> great. <laughs> like apparently that game just takes days, like yeah. actual real world days to. Both yeah, set up, play, like and clean up. Yeah, but it like it emulates the PC game quite well in that aspect. Um, I haven't quite got the courage up to go do it yet, but I'm sure I will eventually. Um, yeah. So that was so. What? How the fuck did we get into this? You're talking. Oh, D and D. Yes, I forgot yeah. about that. Cool. Well, yeah. Keep us posted with your campaign. I want to know how that bear goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Has the bear got a name? Have they named the bear? I, I think he's named the bear. I can't remember. He asked me to name his dog for him, and he said I need a Russian name because he's dwarfed from like the Russia of Warhammer. He said I need a Russian name that begins with D. So I said Dukov. Right. His, his dog's now called Dukov the dog. Nice. I don't know why, but it just is. <laughs> Fair enough. The bear has a name as well, but the bear's not done anything so far. It's just kind of sat down, and and like. There was that- one point where I tried to exit the bar before the explosion, and apparently the DM told me I opened the door. And there is uh, gaping jaws of a bear confront you. So I opened the door and the bear was at the door with its mouth open. I was kind of like, <laughs> I shut the door slowly and walked slowly towards the bar. <laughs> it was just like, is, is yeah, a pro- that's all the bear's done so far. He's not actually hit anybody or done anything yet, but we've not had a like actual combat encounter yeah, yet. Give so it time. Yeah. Like that bear is going to eat something at some point. The problem yeah. is apparently, so I'm told, because he's a low level bear tamer, he doesn't actually have 100% control of his bear. <laughs> so he can, like tell, he can tell the bear yeah, exactly. stuff, but it might not actually do it. Okay. And that sounds terrifying. When we've got that, a guy with an army of cats armed with penny whistles and pure quality bombs, it's... <laughs> you're not, you're, you're not going to survive the first encounter, no, you know that. I thought I was going to die when the bomb went off, but I didn't, apparently. <laughs> Did you have to roll to escape the bomb? No, apparently my guy had such high agility because I'm from a fencing school that I just kind of nimbly dodged out the way nice. and landed on my feet. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, 
yeah, so like I said, it's been like weeks since we've done one of these, so there's been a whole bunch of fucking news. Um, the big two ones I wrote about on Tuesday, which was the the Dungeon Keeper fiasco uh-huh. from the past the couple fact, of days. The fact that that game's awful, yeah. Yeah, so it, like they took Dungeon Keeper, turned it into an iOS game, and it's god-awful and chockload of free-to-play nonsense. Um, yeah. I, I, have any of you ever seen it or tried it yet I've, I've, I've seen uh, pictures of it and stuff like that and just kind of went I don't want this on my phone yeah. didn't do yeah. it I watched uh, like, I don't know if you know the YouTube channel Nerdcubed yeah uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I watched his video on it where he, where he works out that in order to get rid of a block it takes about £1.70 <laughs> Jesus <laughs> like, that's too much man. that's just like, like to <laughs> mine out one of the blocks yeah Jesus. Like one of, because what was it? Some of them is like, oh, it'll take twenty four hours to get rid of. Like, yeah. Like, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. Um, I mean, there was on top of all the free to play nonsense that's on it. Like, it's a if you if you go into that game knowing it's a free to play thing and don't expect that, then you yeah. know. But the yeah. fact that they took the reasonably highly respected name of Dungeon Keeper and just besmirched it that badly <laughs> yeah. is... Yeah. Taking, taking Dungeon Keeper and putting it on mobile devices is not inherently a bad idea. In fact, it's no. a fantastic idea. Yeah, it's a great idea. did it really awfully. <laughs> so, the, I mean, on on top of the fact that it's... I mean, the mechanics are what you make of free-to-play games like some people like them, some people don't. The thing that really got me about that story was the um, the app rating kind of the, the the way they were massaging ratings on the app store yeah so basically I, I, I don't know if you saw this but they basically like as you're playing the game like you know sometimes with like mobile games and stuff they come up and say like go to the store and rate our app or whatever yeah. it is yeah. uh, halfway through the game or as you're playing the game it'll pop up and say hey if you could rate this game right now at five stars how would you rate it and you've got two buttons you can either <laughs> you can either go one to four or five stars right and if you hit five stars it goes, cool, well, you should leave a review on the App Store and takes you, like, directly into the App Store so you can rate the game. But if you hit 1 to 4, it pops up, like, an internal private form that you can fill out to complain <laughs> to EA about the thing, reason why you're voting it to 1 to 4 stars and never takes you to the App Store. They are Satan. Yeah, like, it's, <laughs> it's so slimy. Like, there's no, like, there's no... Like, they tried to PR them with their way out of it by saying, like, oh, it's so we can get direct access to consumers and, like, the problems they find with the game. It's like, no, it's so you don't have any non-five-star ratings on your app. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. And that was the thing, like, they came out um, during the week and said, like, well, like, we're getting a... There's a lot of buzz about the game, a lot of it negative, but look, look at all these fantastic ratings we have in the App Store. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck all of you. That's just uh, terrible. Um, it's bad as... Machinima with their Xbox One. Yes, yeah, so uh, I had I, I had that written down. Um, yeah, that was that was a hell of a story. Yeah. <laughs> um. So basically, if if correct me if I get the story wrong, but basically behind the scenes, um, Microsoft went to Machinima, who have quite a substantial YouTube presence with like multiple channels and multiple. Um, well, that pe- and they're people just, make... they're, they're like the one of the major signing like companies for YouTubers so like people who make money off yeah. of making YouTube yeah. videos a lot of them signed with Machinima yeah. Yeah. as a so, director or whatever it's called so Microsoft apparently went in 
and said like hey if you give some positive videos about xbox one we'll give you a bit of money and there was no there was nothing there was nothing in the contract saying like you need to say this was a paid advertisement or anything like that it was just again just super slimy way of doing business um yeah that was a that was a weird story and they said like and i think they changed it eventually where it's like yeah so we're gonna say that you have to put this as a paid advertisement and all this kind of stuff now and machinima said it was xbox's fault and xbox said it was machinima's fault and it was just the whole thing was just a complete fucking joke um so there was that there was the whole so make a noise if you've played flappy bird i have not played flappy bird really Uh Okay, I was I was about to put your hand up, but then I realised that we can't see each other. <laughs> yeah. um, so you've played Flappy Bird, unfortunately. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's a pretty shit game. <laughs> it's I mean, not. It's, yeah, it's just it's a pointless piece of video game programming. It's just yeah, it's it's insane. <laughs> um, but this thing apparently exploded all over the internet in the space yeah. of zero time. Yeah, so I haven't actually followed this. What's happened with the guy that created it? So, I mean, initially, so the big point about it was that it came out of nowhere, hit the top of the App Store, and as of three or four days ago, was making $50,000 a day. That was an, e- that in, was an estimate. That was... No, that, that, yeah, that, that was a conservative estimate. Yeah. Um, ba- purely based on ad revenue. Like, it's a free download, purely yeah. based on people seeing ads, 50 grand a day. Um, but on the back of that, this, this game was made by one guy from Vietnam. <laughs> can't, 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 can't remember the guy's name um, but one guy from Vietnam made this thing and has just got like the entire internet's attention for this in the space of a week like just everyone is like blasting Twitter stuff at him some of it being abuse some of it being like media interview requests just ev- like everyone the entire world is basically talking to this one man from Vietnam right now mm. and um he got a bunch of death threats and some horrible abusive messages. Why? Um, because... The uh, well, because the yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and ch- I, mean, the, I mean, I got really angry at it, but <laughs> I don't want to kill the guy. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, oh, and then there was a bunch of accusations as well that it stole assets or copied a lot of stuff from other games of the same ilk. Yeah, well, yeah. It look it it has a very Mario esque vibe to it. I'm but... sure Nintendo have a problem with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, the... Nintendo were one of the few yeah. people who came out and said we have we haven't said anything. Like we are not doing anything about this. This is nothing to do with us. Like they came out oh, and said that. Not like them. <laughs> I know it's it's not at all like them. But um, so yeah, so this all went on for like a couple of days, and then his Twitter got really weird. Like he started apologizing to people. Who said the game was great? Like there were there were tweets of people going like, "This is the best thing ever!" Like I haven't slept in four days and all this kind of nonsense. <laughs> and he was like, "I may I may be I may be slightly exaggerating, but you know that kind of stuff." And he was yeah. he was taking a very apologetic tone and being like, "You should the game's not that good. You should probably go sleep and stuff like that." <laughs> um, but then uh, on Saturday, Saturday Sunday, I can't remember. Um, he came out and said. I will be taking the game off the app store in the next 24 hours and it will not be coming back. I've had enough, I think was the quote that he came from. There was no there was no qualification of what he's had enough of. Is it money? Is it abuse? I don't know. 
Yeah, but, no, I've had nothing this morning. Of, yeah, my bank account's bursting. I, can't, I, can't <laughs> I, phys- I physically can't hold any more of this money. It's <laughs> it's getting too much now. But, um, so he ate and the game got pulled and it's no longer available anywhere. Um, and I think it was today or yesterday people started saying, he, he came out and said it was because I didn't like the attention it was getting and that I was getting. It didn't feel it's right. Fair enough. So he pulled That's it. really understandable, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and also... Becoming more commonplace. I mean, the whole thing with Phil Fish as well. I mean, yeah, so I, watching Endgame the movie, like, I wasn't the guy's biggest fan, but I mean, oh, he's an arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is like that, like, some people, it's just like this whole sort of like self entitlement of like, you know, oh my god, like, this game's terrible, like, how dare you exist for making this game? <laughs> yeah, you're just like, you know, it's a bad game, it's like. I, I mean, I, I never. Again, like you know, I, I never got much of the the aggression put towards Phil Fish. Like, I didn't particularly have a problem with the man. I, I, I thought he was, he was, he was the epitome of a man who has not been media trained in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, like it just some of. The, I mean, some of the comments he came out with, especially like all Japanese games are shit and all that kind of <laughs> quote. <laughs> It was a, it was pure choice of words, but yeah. like especially because I recently I recently watched in the game the movie and he just came across as a guy who loves what he does and is really passionate about what he does and I'd, doesn't I'd, quite know how to respond to yeah. criticism. Really, I don't know you and have you seen the reviews for Final Fantasy Thirteen Lightning Returns? Are not very good. <laughs> what? Because the Japanese games are very good. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, okay, that... Wars is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Why you mean that game that's been the same since like two thousand one? Yeah, yeah, actually, I say that as a joke, but see, uh, uh, eight that's just awful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's like, also even for a Dynasty Warriors game, it's bad. Sure. Um, uh... Yeah, so it it was just really unfortunate that this one poor guy got all this stuff. I mean, the fact that he got all this money is a bonus, but still doesn't particularly qualify. Like. It, it just seems to be a recurring thing, like you were saying, Jordan, that it's, as more people come out, like, one, two-man, three-man teams make stuff that goes, go, that gets really popular really quickly, and you just, like, you don't have a PR person to help you massage some of this text, like, yeah. they they just talk to you directly, and they have a direct line of communication to your front door, and it's, it's I'm sure it's scary. I'm sure it's really scary. No, definitely, I mean, like, you know, me being a coder and stuff like that, I mean, mm. like, pretty sure, you know, the company I work for when they let me loose into a customer. Oh, Christ, no, like, no. I would be the no. same. Like, <laughs> like I've walked away. <laughs> yeah, like, I'd, I've often asked, like, could I maybe go to one of the trade shows where we do all our stuff? And it's like, there's like, months worth of training before you can do that like <laughs> oh yeah they don't want you talking to the public do you think they want like coder nerds who sit in front of computer screens all day talking to people <laughs> i know you can't, you can't have that yeah. that's just you can't life. have that it's just craziness <laughs> i just love it like when you watch uh john carmick getting interviewed or like even one of his keynote speeches i mean mm. i love him talking because he just like talks shop he talks about coding and technology and stuff and that, Karma- and I that up. but you know it's just Somebody asked him, yeah, so, you know, what features are you implementing, like, do we need this present? Like, you know, yeah. engine stuff, and all the guys are really looking for is, like, oh, yeah, this new gun. <laughs> yeah, Carmack's <laughs> the exception that proves the rule, because he's he's really good at, he's pretty good at giving keynote speeches, but yeah. interacting with people, he's not the best, because, like you say, they ask him, like, a two-word question, and he goes off for about 20 minutes. <laughs> 
but he's really compelling. Like, I'm not <laughs> even a coder. I do not understand the most, like, the basic thing about computer coding, but I follow the guy on Twitter, yeah. and everything he puts on Twitter, I go, man, that's pro- that sounds really impressive. Like, that's probably <laughs> pretty important. Sure. I mean, the man's married, don't have the code and stuff like that. He's an absolute genius, but yeah, I mean... Mm. I mean, he's not really the most sociable. I mean, I remember reading uh, The Masters of Doom, which is an awesome book, by the way. I need so to go read that, yeah. Of uh, how Doom and Quake was made and how ID became the company it was today. And like, does he even portray Karmic in a good light in terms of his sociability and stuff like that? Sure. Nor John Romero. Yeah. Like, John Romero's like, sort of portrayed as a sort of like playboy kind of yeah, screw it, you know, I'm just, like, getting all the money and I don't really care about the game and stuff like that, which, you know, pretty sure is not true, because, I mean, he's got, uh, I mean, he's been in a lot of game companies now and he's still making games, as far as I know. Like, mm-hmm. maybe- well, c- considering at the time that he was making, like, Rage and, like, supposedly Doom 4, he was also working on his own version of, essentially, an Oculus Rift. Yep. that he took out to shows and showed people that it was like bits of duct tape and stuff like that together. The guy just seems to really love what he does. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'm quite happy I went to Oculus Rift to, you know, improve it. I mean, the guy's a genius, and I'm really excited to see what comes out of it, really. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, did, uh, I remember, Calm, you said you had a shot of an Oculus yep. at some point. I, I played with it as well. Have, have any of the other two played with an Oculus at any point? I've played uh, no. for 10 minutes at Eurogamer, and I felt as though they were going to faint or throw up or both. Really? <laughs> Wow. I don't know if it was just the game I was playing, it was uh, sort of like exploratory indie game. Right. I can't remember the name of it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Dream, it was something else. Right, okay. I can't remember the name. Anyway, it was just, I don't know, I can't find it disorientating and I can't really handle 3D that well. Right. Like, I remember when I got my 3DS, like I was, I couldn't play it for you know, with the 3D slides all the way up, because I felt queasy after a while. And I've got my graphics card, my PC as well, can do uh, 3D with fancy shutter glasses. Mm. And I were playing Counter-Strike for like 20 minutes one night, and I had to go to the bathroom and throw up. Jesus. I threw a throbbing migraine. I was like, I could not play it. It just seems but like one of those technologies that you either, either works with or it doesn't. Like, it just... Yep. Um, like I, again like when I was messing around with it like I felt okay when I was doing it and then I handed it to somebody else and they were just they had like 15 seconds and was like nope I need to nope yeah. <laughs> this is not happening <laughs> I mean I, I think people are saying like the more exposure you get to the better it becomes hmm. but you know I, I don't know if I want to like you know collapse a few things just to go Oh yeah, I'm getting hanged. Like, yeah, exactly. Like just to play the whole thing with a bucket next you to you for a you while. Suffer through to get yeah. stuff. Yeah, uh, I can't even remember what we were originally talking about, but yes, that's all true. Um, the <laughs> they are all things that happened. They are all things that happened. Um, I've just got the list here. Apparently, there was an announcement that oh, fucking this is why I fighting game people annoy me slightly. Uh, Nintendo came out and said we're making this change to Super Smash Brothers for the Wii that's going to be that's going to change the way people play the game something not a change oh, some, some, something about edge hanging I, I, fuck, edge I don't guard, yeah they've changed the way that edge guards work yeah and everyone who plays everyone who plays um, Smash, Smash Brothers, Brothers fucking flipped out 
I, yeah. I, I don't particularly understand why. I don't know if you know. Or... I, I do, but I'll not explain it because it's boring. <laughs> because um, you don't want to admit, you don't I admit yourself. Smash Bros. a lot, but I don't know what an edge guard is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think Cam just doesn't want to admit that he knows it yeah. too well. <laughs> it's, I, no, I've played a lot of it. It's just that I like knowing terminology. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I, I've listened to you try and talk Dota at points. It's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of terminology. <laughs> um, what else was That's there? I should never play it. Exactly. Well, you, you don't play no, it because you're you, not a racist 12-year-old. It's fine. You, no, no, you don't get to talk shit about this, you. And you said you were interested in Dota and you're going to try it. I said... I, I, I'm going to play Dota because I feel like I need to, just to see what this is, and then go, oh, okay, that's terrible, and then put it down. Like, I just can't... Yeah. Um, so what else was there? There was... Um, what? It's not. It's not terrible. Okay. It's a good game. <laughs> okay. Um, Microsoft bought Gears of War off of Epic. They did. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah, not really surprised by it. Yeah. So Epic, <laughs> Epic get to go on and go do other things that aren't Gears of War, and Microsoft still get to hold on to Pump one of Gears the IPs of that makes them. One. Yeah. yeah, makes them crap tons of money. So I've already been swallowed by like a zombie whale and cut my way out of his belly. <laughs> I, I don't. Where else can they go? You I, know? I I literally have no idea what the Gears of War storyline is. It just seems it's like the just, craziest I thing. Just, the last thing the last thing I remember about hearing about Gears of War is that you were playing as Baird and everybody got really pissed off about that fact because no one likes Baird. Baird's crap. <laughs> <laughs> like a game where you play as Coltrane <laughs> that's it yeah. that's all you need to isn't that just a game of you running through walls for about 6 hours though isn't that what he does yeah and being a little bit of a stereotype but hey <laughs> what's not fun about that <laughs> sure um, and then okay uh, and then continuing on Microsoft they are bringing back 1 versus 100 in some form for Xbox oh, One. Oh god the fucking Xbox uh, TV show thing. Yeah, they're big. Like, are they bringing it back like they used to do it? The, I, I, the story says they are bringing back something like 1 versus 100 for the X, uh, Xbox One. So, be ready to do some massively multiplayer game show. <sighs> I never played that. Was it any good? Yeah, I, 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 the stories I heard from it is that it, it was a bizarre experience. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, did you actually try it at some point? I tried it when it was in the beta Free thing? Did you have to buy into it? Was it? I think it was free. As far as I remember, it was free. Anyway. Be free. Um, sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just, I just fucking want to see what you take that. I honestly do with it, yeah. Because, because they've kind of the big thing about one versus one hundred as well is that it was everyone. I mean, they're hiding avatars quite heavily in the the Xbox One oh, so yeah. far. Yep. Um, really? Yeah. I mean, they're just they're not visible. You have to go into like its own separate thing to see it. As far as oh. I know. Which is disappointing. Like I thought that was a really cool part of the that ecosystem. Yeah. But, I, I, don't I don't know what they were thinking with some of the design decisions with Xbox One in terms sure. of UI. It's just it's chronically bad. But it's just like you know when you're playing your 360, you know someday I'll be at a party, you just press the guide button, then press the A to accept the party invite. 
Mm. On Xbox One, you have to go back to the Dash OS, then go into your party tab, and then let's go through, like, to start parties, and then go into, once you're in the party, then you need to join the party chat, and then that's you in your party, and you're like, why just not have the two button? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it seems like the party stuff took a big, pretty big step back, at least for launch. It sounds like they're fixing a bunch of that soon, but especially at launch, it just sounds like it was a complete mess. Oh, no, I mean, it is. I mean, I remember, you know, when I first booted up my Xbox One and stuff, but that, it was just like, how do they even start a party? I can see my friends <laughs> online, but how do they even start a party? Like, <laughs> it was so unintuitive. And sure. Even that as well. Like I could be sitting there playing my like Xbox One. I'll get a text from my mate saying, "Oh yeah, you've not asked me a party." I'm like, "I didn't know you're online." Because now <laughs> you don't get any notification coming up saying, "Oh yeah, such and such is online." Weird. You know, it's odd. Oh well, like it says, I think the the patch that's coming out this month and next month is yeah, supposed to solve some of that. Yep. Um. So I'm, I can't remember if it was on the last episode or after it, but there was the big Nintendo earnings call that came out where um, Nintendo came forward and was like, we're slashing our estimates for selling Wii U f- for from 9 million to 2.8 million or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, they just, they, they massively stepped back on this thing and said, yeah, we're probably not selling as many of these as we thought they were. Um, and then because of that, it, the, um, it says that Nintendo Boss is taking a huge pay cut because of it. Which appears to be the way Japanese companies do this, where rather than... Like, I get the feeling this is an American company. Like, everyone would be shitting themselves right now. And yeah. the entire top-level management would be ripped out. Whole bunch of new guys are put in to try and turn this around. It seems like the Japanese way of doing things is like, yeah, if you're in charge of this thing and it goes wrong, you're taking a pay cut to cover some of the costs involved in this fuck-up. So, Just quite a nice way of doing it. Really. Yeah, I mean, it seems smart. fair. Wish, wish RBS had done that. <laughs> fair point. And yeah. politics. Well yeah. done. That's the, that's the first time politics uh, have been mentioned in this podcast. Yeah. Well done. And yeah. who knew I'd be the one? <laughs> None of us believed it. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Did Miyamoto not take a pay cut as well? For all I think, that? So no, I don't know what I said. Yeah. Miyamoto, I think, took a cut too. Yeah. I think he did. But he's, not, he's also, they've also now taken him off of whatever he was working on and putting him on some brand new IP that is going to be the reason why you buy a Wii U. Like, apparently. Yeah, I mean, Nintendo really do need a new IP. I mean, they need something. They need, they need something. Yeah. Yeah. They need a massive I think the only thing that's going to sell Wii U's at this point is when the new Super Smash Brothers game comes out. Yeah, pretty sure. much. Sure. Because that's all the Wii became for me at that point was like the day I got Smash Brothers Brawl, I kind of got in the Wii and then just stayed there. And I really took <laughs> it out for anything else. Sure. It was just kind of the perfect game for every occasion that we just kind of brought out. Um, <laughs> yeah. But apparently the. I mean, the 3DS is still doing pretty well, right? Yeah, the 3DS is yeah. selling, like, gangbusters, yeah. It's pretty well, good. Pokemon, 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 Pokemon. True. Uh, <laughs> true. Yeah, very much, yeah. Uh, Briefly, Sorry, Default's a really good game. <laughs> Everybody, time anybody uh, talks about the 3DS, they're like, oh, yeah, that new Pokemon, blah, blah, blah. But there's actually, like, other good games that came out fairly recently for it. <laughs> yeah, but you don't know about them. That's Bravely the Default's really good. <laughs> but again, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. But, no, I'm just saying it's like, how, how do you find out about what's a good 3DS game? Yeah, it's true, fair enough. You don't oh, hear a lot about it. It's advertised uh, Pokemon. Okay. Which I must admit, I do have a 3DS and it is a Pokemon machine at the moment. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, that was it. it the I don't know if I, I haven't actually had a chance yet to play with the the two DS either. Like oh that that was a fantastic day where th- this half that of was the a, wor- that was a day where even the news outlets releasing that news weren't sure they were telling the truth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no one believed that that was a real thing. Like we all woke up and went, Nintendo announcing a two DS, and it looks like this, and you're just like, no, it doesn't. It can't yeah. possibly. And then it's just yeah, it's this huge slab of plastic that doesn't <laughs> fold. It's oh, it's it's bizarre. Um, so yeah, there was that. Um, did anyone else see the? I know you did, Cal, but did you see the um, Shadow of Mordor trailer that came out? Oh yeah, a couple of weeks ago. Um, Assassin's yep. Creed Lotro. Yeah, Lord of the Rings yeah. slash Assassin's Creed. Um, it looks yeah. awesome. It looks really cool. Yeah. It's an Assassin's Creed game, but you're in the Lord of the Rings universe, pretty much. You you play as a take it, my it, money. <laughs> it appears to. I can't remember if it completely fucks with lore or not, but the the main character is a ranger who is also half wraith. I can't remember the what? exact. Like that, yeah. <laughs> he died and then came back as a wraith, or I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. an it's an excuse for them to have the see through walls power, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, you can see through walls and you can like inhabit people and stuff like that. It's weird. Yeah. Um, oh, speaking of Pokemon, the the Pokemon Bank went live recently as well. Um, yeah. I'm still not sure what that actually does. So what it does, it, apparently, I was ex- this was explained to me the other night because um, I've yet to download it because uh, the Nintendo Shop is awful. But, um, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, so it's a thing. Basically, any game that has like a, a way of hooking up to your Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. you can store your Pokemon on this. Uh, right. you, can, you can store up to 3,000 Pokemon, I believe it is. Um, oh. And obviously the basic idea of it is to get Pokemon from other games into your you yeah. know, X, sure, and X and Y. Yeah. So what's, so what's cool. supported right now? Like, Is it just X and Y or is it... Are there, is uh, well, I'm titles? sure like Heart, Gold and Soul Silver will be. Uh, platinum. Uh, what's in between them? Obviously black, the black, black and white ones. Black and white and black and black white, and white too. too. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I forgot about that. I guess that's it, really. Fair enough. It's cloud storage. I mean, I'm sure that covers all of them. So, and it's also it's not like it's a chart. Is a subscription thing? I I can tell you. I vaguely I remember it being a subscription a thing. I can't remember. I if vaguely remember you had to pay. <laughs> I, if I have I to pay for that, then they can fuck off. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's it's just. I, I think I remember. I think it might be a pay thing because I remember the. I remember thinking what happens to your Pokemon if you don't pay the bill like do they, <laughs> they d- take that same shot yeah like do they just get locked in a box and like oh, sold at auction on storage wars or like oh. they're, now, they're now selling Charmander burgers out back <laughs> <laughs> you can um, think about that as though they come already flame grilled hi oh Jesus that's why we brought you on David yeah Pokemon related <laughs> jokes well done um, oh yeah, we covered that as well. That John Carmack left Ed and went to yep. Oculus, which is good news because he's going to do awesome things there. Um, I don't know why I wrote this down, but Callum, you can now dress up as Dragon Age characters if you want because what? Bioware released or are starting to release official Dragon Age cosplay guides. All right, with things like official colors, patterns, 
the exact type of sure. lace that's used on various things if you want to cosplay as Dragon Age characters. Like, they're just PDFs you go onto their website and download. That seems so, weird. It's totally bizarre, but I just, they I exist. just want them to make Dragon Age 3. I don't care about cosplay bullshit. So, the, currently, the, <laughs> only one, the, next game. <laughs> the only one that's up at time of writing is Morrigan from Inquis- Inquisition, so you can go dress up as her if you want. Double Helix was bought by Amazon. Double Helix, the guys that did Killer Instinct. Killer Instinct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. yeah. The Amazon bought them. That's oh. weird. Yeah. Aren't Amazon, like, bringing out a console or something? So that's that's the big rumour, is that they're bringing out an Android-based console. Yeah. Um, and Double Helix are developing it. And apparently it's not the only studio they're about to buy. Apparently they're about to buy a couple of others. Wait, it's an Android-based console? That's the rumour. You don't... Oh, that, that worked out great for the U. Oh yeah, the U was a fantastic success. I appear to be losing David. Yeah. Dave, you still there? Nope, he's gone. Have we lost Dave? I'm waiting waiting on the disconnect symbol from Skype. Okay, we'll continue until he comes back. I can't even know if he can hear us right now, but screw it. (laughs) Yep, there we go. (laughs) That'll be the noise. Um, He's gone? Yeah. yeah, Oh yeah, there he goes. We'll we'll see if he comes back. He may come Uh... back. Uh, anyway, so what else we got? Um, game. <laughs> so remember when game were all fucked, like yeah, the retail like store. Yeah, months ago, wasn't it? Yeah. So now they're back and they're opening a new chain called GameTronics. Chain. Right for what? For selling electronic goods. For selling uh, pre-owned games and tablets and MP3 players and TVs. Right. So this is a new, a totally new branded shop. Owned by the game guys. God, Dude. hello, what? Oh, oh you're back. back. Hello. <laughs> Jeez, what happened there? I have uh, no idea. <laughs> you <laughs> slowed disconnected for a second. Your voice yeah. slowed down to a crawl and then you just disappeared. So that was... <laughs> what was the last thing I said? I can't even remember. <laughs> it was a syllable. I know that much. <laughs> um, cool. We've moved on anyway. <laughs> so yeah, um, ga- Gamer opening a chain of pre-owned exclusive stores, basically. So they appear to have bounced back... Um, the that, report- seems, that, that seems bad because that that shop runs into the same business problem that Game did, which is the online market just undercutting it entirely. Sure, so I I assume that's why they're selling TVs, phones, and other electronics. You can still get time. TVs for cheaper on Amazon. Sure, but yeah, yeah, you're right. I just I don't know quite know what they're thinking with that. But it's more the fact that like game were on the ropes last year oh, sure. for quite a while sure. uh, apparently they reported a 90% increase in like for like sales for the 6 uh, yeah but over last year and they, sorry 213% growth um, over last year and they're, they attribute it exclusively to new consoles and Grand Theft Auto 5 like, that was basically <laughs> what they said was what, what saved them so yeah, I mean, they're, st- they're still going to be about, and it's going to be good because that's literally the only place you can go buy a box copy of a game now. Yeah. I yeah. think. Sure. That's, unless you want to go to Tesco's. Unless you want to go to Tesco's. <laughs> yeah, sure as well, supermarkets do it. Yeah. Um, but you shouldn't do that because they don't know how to price things. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Sometimes, sometimes that's good, sometimes it's really not. Yeah, sometimes it's awful. This game's <laughs> been out for three years, it's £50. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um,. So again, we were talking about Call of Duty earlier. They're now shifting to a three-year cycle as opposed to an every-year cycle. Oh, that's oh, good. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. Um, the extend saying the extended cycle would allow developers to focus on development and downloadable content creation, 
uh, to which the entire internet went, no shit. Yeah. Yeah. Just, um, so this year, Sledgehammer Games is doing their game, and then after that... So, I don't know whether that means there'll be a gap year and then two games, or whether Sledgehammer is now the third studio making Call of Duty games. I was going to say, who, who's, yeah. the cycle, who's the cycle between these days? Is it Raven and Sledgehammer? So it's Sledgehammer, Infinity Ward, and Treyarch? Oh, Treyarch, that was the other one, yeah. Sorry. So it's Sledgehammer's turn this year, so... And who did <laughs> who did um, Ghosts? Was that Treyarch? Uh, uh, I think that was Treyarch. I think it was Treyarch, yeah. Treyarch. Yeah. So Infinity Ward have got two years, Treyarch have got three it, 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 the more time they can spend on those games, the better. Wasn't Ghosts the one that they split development between, like, Infinity Ward and other people to do multiplayer? They've done that so for I think, a I think couple this of years. Is why I thought of Raven, because I think in Ghosts it was Infinity Ward developing the single player, but Raven did all the multiplayer stuff. I think they've done that for a couple of years now. Oh, okay, yeah. sure. That's fine. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I think Raven have been handling multiplayer for a while. Weird business models for creating... It's they need something to come out every year to make them trillions of pounds. Like, they just, they need that thing every year to keep yeah. them going, basically. Um, yes, yeah, so was that. So there was the... Okay, we're actually on recent stuff now. This is great. Yeah. Um, the Batman Arkham Origins controversy that happened uh, last week. So Arkham Origins, the latest... I think, did it come out last year? This year? Yeah. Yeah, towards the end of last year. November, I think. Yeah. yeah. So they basically came out officially. Like, this wasn't like a like a sideline developer thing. Like, this was an official statement that came out and said, we are aware of a couple of completely game-breaking bugs that exist <laughs> for some people. Um, yeah, I'm in one of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we are not planning to patch the game from here on in. And we are continuing to focus on DLC. So, wow. if your game's fucked, we're not going to fix it, but please buy more of our shit. Like, what yeah, kind of a message is that? Um, you can buy DLC for the game that won't work. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, I know, my, my friend got it for the PC and he uh, kept sending me messages of all the bugs, like live messaging me all the bugs that were happening <laughs> while he was playing it. Nice. And eventually I just got a message from him saying, fuck this game, I can't finish it because of a bug. Like, he was on the last boss and the last boss bugged out yeah. and he couldn't finish the game. So you got really pissed off. <laughs> was was that game any good? I heard mixed things. It was like all right, I think. I can't it, it. It was a good I, I thought, story, you know. But yeah, uh. I thought the point was that it was just kind of more of the same. Yeah, they didn't really do anything new with it. Pretty much. Not, not that that's a bad thing, but like. No, of course not. Arkham City is amazing, but um, oh yeah, Arkham City is amazing. Like, like I was, I think I was quite lucky in my first playthrough of it that I didn't find any of the bugs, so that was okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, second time I tried to play it on the sort of game plus mode, I think it was called, and uh, yeah, no, can't can't do that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> game doesn't let you play it more than once. Nope. Um, <laughs> so yeah, there was that um, again. More oh god, Nintendo um, Watch Dogs. Uh, who the fuck's making Watch Dogs? Ubisoft, Ubisoft came out and said the Wii U version of Watch Dogs is going to be delayed from the rest of the, the versions that are coming out. I don't think anyone was surprised. I think Not people really. at this point are going to be surprised if that game comes out. <laughs> um, yeah. like I, was, I still hope it does. Yeah, like I was so yeah. looking forward to that. Like It looked like the That's best it, thing. Yeah. I mean, I remember pre-ordering an Xbox One before they announced the original delay. Thinking, mm. oh yeah, it's Xbox One and Watch Dogs. This is yep. totally brilliant. That's what you know, you did on your PS4. A launch title that will actually be good. Yeah, like, like my yeah, the PS4 bundle that I pre-ordered was the PS4 and Watch Dogs. Like it was oh, the official yeah. Sony bundle that yeah. 
they switched up to Assassin's Creed. Like, I I hope that game's good now, but at this point, the, God The knows. report I had, the guy, I knew a guy who was at PAX, or PAX East, or one of the two, where they were showing it or letting people play with it, mm. and he came out of the floor demo, like, astounded by that game. Right. He, think, he thought it was amazing. So I was really excited for it, and then they said, oh, no, not until next year. Sure. It'll, so, it'll still probably be the game that makes me buy a next-gen console, but it's... Sure. Well, I mean, it, 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 I mean, it, it's better that they actually get more development time on it, rather than, sure. you know... Say turn ten, cutting half the content for Forza Five compared to four, just yeah. so they can make the launch window. I mean, you know. Yeah, it's. I, th- I think the thing was they never came out really and said exactly why they were delaying it. Yeah, like it was. Yeah. The, there was the rumors like it's coming out the same day as Assassin's Creed Four. That's probably not a good idea because those games are kind of the same. Or similar, at least. Yeah, or, similar from the same developer. And stuff yeah, like that. and I mean, the, the thing that worries me is the fact that they didn't come out and say why they were delaying it means that it might be in trouble in some way. Yeah, this is what everybody was worried about. Um, but and, I, then, I and then that whole... Uh, it wasn't a content claim, what was it? The fraud thing that happened, like, last week. Oh, yeah, so, like, the oh, the, yeah. the trademark for Watch Dogs it, yeah. get pulled, like, they yeah. or got revoked, or whatever happens to trademarks when they disappear. Um, and it was a complete... Somebody was posing as Ubisoft and went, no, we don't care about this trademark anymore. And Ubisoft, real, real Ubisoft came out and went, no, we fucking do. Um, so yeah, uh, that was bizarre. And so the game's still on for spring, which is yeah. now, what is spring in video game terminology? It's like April to April, June? Something like yeah. Something like that. So, <laughs> who knows? Um, if we're talking about recent things, uh, I should mention this. It's probably going to be irrelevant, but I should mention it anyway. Mm. The... Uh, Maker of Final Fantasy Tactics, uh, Yasumi Matsuo, mm. who I, I love that game to death. It's one of my favorite games. Uh, put up a Kickstarter to make a new, basically Final Fantasy Tactics game. Oh, uh, interesting. He wanted to. He just wanted to develop a new Final Fantasy Tactics game and like had a backstory and all that stuff. And it all looked really impressive from the Kickstarter page. And at time of recording, the Kickstarter's got fifty hours to go. And it's seventy thousand dollars short of its target. What was the? How much are they asking for? They're asking for six hundred thousand dollars. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. And it's seventy short, and it makes me kind of upset because I love that. I love that, that guy can make an amazing game. I know he can because I played it. Mm. And uh, if he makes another one, it would probably be really good too. And I'm really sad that it probably won't get its mark. Yeah. Mm. Um, Star Citizen just keeps seem to be making more and more yeah, money. Fuck Star Citizen, that's ruined <laughs> Kickstarters forever. Because um, like we've done this Kickstarter and made a shit ton of money, but we've also just kept it open and we're still making shit tons of money. Because there are idiots on the internet spending a hundred and twenty thousand dollars on a game that's not out yet to get a really fancy looking ship. That's insane. Yeah. I think I think I think the last time I saw the number it was like thirty eight million. Or something ridiculous like that. Like, I mean, out of interest, right? Knowing you and what you're like, you and mm-hmm. how many times have you booted up the Star Citizen ship viewer <laughs> thing on your computer? I would be lying if I said it was less than one. Um, <laughs> like, I, they because have they released that thing saying that we're not we're going to give you something, and all it was was a thing that you can walk around and look at the ship that you paid money for before Excuse the me, game's out. You right? D- you can't just walk around the ship. You can climb into the ship. Oh right! You can yeah. sit in the cockpit and look at right. all the shiny buttons. Can you press the buttons? No, there's no interaction. Oh, that's unfortunate. Um, <laughs> and you can also climb into the 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 bunk part of it at the back and lie oh. down and look at the ceiling and then go, "Ha, oh, this is a bunk," and then leave the ship again. Like that's all it is. 
Um, but god damn it, that's the ship I paid thirty pound for. And so, it's really pretty. <laughs> is it a really pretty ship? It's a really pretty ship. Yeah, it's a really nice ship. Um, I, again, God knows what that game's going to be, but they've got thirty-eight million dollars, so it better be the best fucking game that's ever been made. What they want at this point. Oh, um, <laughs> like if it—that's the thing. If it wasn't Chris Roberts and I yeah. didn't like Freelancer as much as I did, I wouldn't have. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 that's the, the that is the correct response to anybody yeah. mentioning the game Freelancer. Yeah, Freelancer totally. is one of the best things ever made. Yeah, definitely. Um, and every time somebody mentions the word, I have to go dig it out. So that's my tomorrow sorted. So thanks yeah, for that, guys. I really want to play Freelancer again. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I just hope he does something good with it. And more importantly, I hope it runs on my PC because oh, yeah. that hanger thing where I can poke my ship runs pretty slowly <laughs> it's not it does not perform pretty well um so yeah and the final thing i had written down just mist is getting a 3d remake and i wrote that down because guys do you remember mist <laughs> yeah <laughs> i have just memories of like primary school playing that game i like a long long time ago so apparently he's getting a full 3d like walkabout pretty wouldn't that be really sad when uh, the witness comes out? That uh, what's that guy's name again? Jonathan Blow. Jonathan. Yeah, Jonathan Blow. When his game comes out and it's just basically like a really better mist. Yeah, I mean that's, that's pretty much what that's pretty much what the witness is. Yeah, mm-hmm. or like yeah. what it appears to be anyway. That's supposed to be mist. soon. Is it not? That's what, PS- the It's PS4 and PC. I don't game. know. It's Jonathan Blow. He can pretty much put it out whenever he wants. True. True. That I don't know does. if it's actually got a release date, but. Um, yeah. I think Does it have a release date? Again, it's one of those ones that seems to have been shown at every conference that's ever appeared. It looks yeah. really nice. It looks like so pretty. Like that. really it looks cool. really pretty. Um, yeah, okay, and the last one I've got written down is... I, I, I only wrote it down because I remember talking about it on here before. Um, Murdered Soul Suspect. The... The... Uh, solve your own murder as a ghost game. Yeah, that thing. Yeah. Um, oh. Is coming to next gen, so it's coming to PS4 and Xbox oh. in June at launch. So I'll be buying the PS4 version because it looks more pretty that way. Have you seen any of the interviews with any of the people from uh, what were the guys that did Alan Wake? Remedy. Uh, Remedy. Remedy. Have you seen the interviews with Sam Lake about uh, Quantum <laughs> Fracture? Is that what it's called? What's Quantum it called? Break. Quantum Break. That's the one. Yeah. Have you seen the interviews with him? He's a that, he's a strange man. Either that yes. guy is the world's <laughs> biggest stoner. <laughs> or he is like he's so caught up in his own mind that he doesn't realise he's human anymore he's like he's the craziest person he's talking about like how he wants to make video games and TV shows the same thing but at the same time still make it a video game I'm yeah. like whoa you need to calm down <laughs> it's, it's all the interviews all the interviews with him like uh, they do some like weird shit like there was an interview with him that was just an interview with Remedy like at Remedy's office with Sam Lake and I'm bet I'm willing to bet that it was Sam Lake that like asked the editors to do this, but they like made the background like skip in time and stuff like that. So like, people would start walking across and then instantly disappear. Oh, or, like, I did see that interview. It's like I'm willing to bet that Sam Lake went into the editing room and said, "You need to do this. Why? Because I want you to do this. <laughs> it's a game about time skipping. You need to do this." Because yeah. these are these are the guys who made like. Um, their own like television show inside a video game. The guy's mental. Yeah. 
Um, for the first Max Payne, did they not actually use Sam Light to play Max? Yeah, that's Sam Light's face is Max yep. Payne's face. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's a, that is a joke in the fake late night interview show on Alan Wake. That's right. So it yeah. Is, yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. And what was the interview show called again? Was it Midnight Springs or something like that? Uh, no, you mean it wasn't an interview show. It was, you mean oh, the, wait, the Twilight uh, Zone ripoff thing? No, no, no. It was yeah. the, the, there was like on one of the channels there was like a late night interview show. I can't remember the name of it, but it was like they were oh, interviewing yeah. Alan Wake as a character. They were interviewing him talking about his book, and Sam Lake was just there. Like yep. on this on the set on the TV show, and he was sitting in the chair, and they they finished the interview with Alan Wake and turned to the camera and say thanks for watching, blah blah blah. They turn to Sam Lake and go do the face, and he does the the Max <laughs> Payne face, and the thing just shuts off. You go, okay, that was a bit weird, but there's a, there's a lot of that game that was pretty weird. Yeah, um, Alan Wake's a weird yeah. game. I was I was super disappointed that I'm not getting more Alan Wake. Like I I love that yeah, game. I, love I, that I game. Really enjoyed it. I mean. I, mean, I wouldn't say it was a classic, but it was really enjoyable and stuff. But let's be honest, it's the closest thing to Twin Peaks a game. Yeah, that's exactly. a lie. No, no, that is a lie. Oh well, deadly premonition. Yeah. <laughs> so that I mean that was the thing. I think I've talked about it on here before, but I watched Twin Peaks after watching somebody play through Deadly Premonition, and it's it's yeah. kind of embarrassing how much it's is pulled. Really similar. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, I've only watched the, the fact first, that the fact that the maker. Tried to deny it. Like I know. <laughs> yes, Larry just kind of went. I don't know what this is, but it's pretty obvious. I've only watched two episodes of it, and it's pretty similar. You, sh- you should watch that first season. You oh yeah, kind of, I plan on getting round to. It. You, sh- you can kind of ignore the second one, but that first season's just—it's great. <laughs> it's it's the most eighties thing ever. It's, but the thing is, like, it's not. It's it was made in the eighties or early nineties, but it was set in the. Early eighties or like late. It came out in nineteen ninety. Oh, so, oh yeah, so it was. Ni- yeah, it came out in the nineties, but it was set in the eight, like early eighties or something like that. Like there's a lot of shoulder pads and things going on in there, so <laughs> I seem to remember. But yeah, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. And as a point of that about how weird Twin Peaks is, remind me at some point to talk to you about the the Tommy Westfall hypothesis. I'm not going to start talking about it here because it'll take a while. But I need <laughs> to talk to you about it. <laughs> I've literally no idea what you're talking about. I know, okay. but it's weird. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, so that's everything I had written down. I, I don't know if there was anything else. Uh, not that I could think of. Cool. So I think we should probably wrap up there. Um, yeah. Cool. So we have... So I'll do our stuff first. We have the main website, GameEngineStart.com, where we post all of our stuff. Uh, we what do we have recently? We had the the Space Engineers article or interview. Yeah, the Space which went Engineers up. interview going up, which seemed to be doing quite well. And it the did. two videos we made over Christmas. Yeah, so the, the videos that you, me, and Dave made are all yep. up and did pretty well. Um, they're so funny and so stupid. It's great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, that was a good day. <laughs> there's more stuff coming. Um, I start. I've, I've started a writing series where I'm going to try and surmise a couple of new stories every week and try and pull together as many articles about them as I can and try and explain them for people who haven't been following it or have missed it or whatever so I'll be trying to do one of them every week maybe but we'll see how that goes um, yeah. there is a po- there is the possibility of a Space Engineers like article maybe coming soon I'm not sure oh yeah that was that's in the works that, that is in the works that'll be maybe. interesting if that comes yeah. through um, so yeah we're on Facebook and Twitter you can search for us there we have the YouTube channel youtube.com slash game engine start where all the videos will be going Um so that's everything from us Dave where can people find stuff from you if they want um I just 
YouTube. What, what, what is the thing for? It's just <laughs> is dot, it com. dot com slash yeah. 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 <laughs> awesome sad face. Um, you know there will be stuff up eventually. Um, sure. <laughs> Uh, one, once I figure out which one of the awesome sad face channels I'm using, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you can, if you can somehow get a link to the one that's got all the old content on it, that yeah, be... totally. Yeah. Well, no, I mean you can go search for it. Like, yeah, it's all still there, it's but it's just yeah. It may, it may be the case we just start ripping those videos <laughs> off the old channel and uploading them to the new one. Probably have to. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're well worth watching. Um, Thank you. Do you have a your Twitter again? Is Oh, uh, sure. Uh, Twitter is uh, Major underscore Mustard. Major Mustard. Yeah. Um, Jordan, you have Twitter? I don't know. Uh, Jordan went three three seven, but it's mainly inactive. Like, I've set it up and never really use it. Uh, sure. Yep. Cool. <laughs> okay, um, so we'll leave it there. So thank you both for joining us. Oh, yeah. you're right. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm I'm playing this weird fucking game and I, it just went mental. Um, uh, I, I don't know how to pronounce it. R- Rundega Castle or something. Oh, Rundega Castle. Yeah, I've seen it. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. the the yeah, Rimmed Capsule. The uh, yes, yeah, that one. That's, sure. that's really fun. Cool. So <laughs> thank you both, and we will be back to the regularly scheduled programming in two weeks' time. I think because yeah. I think in two weeks' time that'll be the. Monday we'll be recording that. It's the Monday after I get teeth ripped out. So yes. I may not be able to speak. So we'll see. <laughs> That'll be a fun we'll one. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but until then, uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Ta-da. Yeah. <laughs>